Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed, or he'll buy it. Hey now! Happy motherfucking Tuesday! Girl. We missed you on Friday. Do you know how many DMs I got? It was right around like noon, one o'clock, which is so great. People were listening to you and Dave on the podcast instantly because I got a bunch of, Kat, can you at least type happy motherfucking Friday because something's wrong here. <laughs> and I was like, oh gosh. So I had to listen to, I listened to the beginning of the podcast just to hear how it started and I laughed anyway. It was funny. <laughs> that was a great pod and I've got stuff to follow up from that one on today here with you because... I still haven't met the boy. You still haven't met your daughter's boyfriend. That's right. Wait, is he still here right now in Ontario? Yes. Huh. They flew in, and I'm going to do a little mention here for the region of Waterloo Airport. I am big on finding places other than Pearson to fly out of. Hamilton, not bad. It's a bit out there. The Waterloo Airport, my daughter flew in. She got in late Saturday night. From the time uh, the wheels touched the ground... To the time she was in the car was 18 minutes. That's how quickly it was Mm -hmm. to park the plane, get off the plane, grab your bag, and get out to the curb. 18 minutes. Oh, it's the best. It's great. So, so good. Oh, that's right. You've flown out of there. Yeah, and then I was home six minutes after that. It was the best. It's the best. It's the best. cannot underscore enough how much I love that. In any case, uh, she and her boyfriend did arrive on Saturday and the plan was for them to spend the night at my ex-wife's house, her okay. mother. Yeah. And they were going to go and spend all day Sunday at Wonderland and then come to my place for Thanksgiving on Monday. The problem is, whatever happened at Wonderland, I still don't know the whole details, she ended up sick as a dog and couldn't even keep water down. Aww. So I haven't actually seen her yet. I flew her home A, to meet her boyfriend, and B, to see her and have Thanksgiving dinner with her, and she was sick and missed Thanksgiving dinner. (gasps) So, Kate, you picked her up with the boyfriend? No. Or no? Uh, Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't pick her up. Her mom picked her up. Oh, gotcha. Right, yes. I I just paid for it all. (laughs) Right. Right, yeah, all the fun stuff. Which is often how divorce works, kids, Yeah, yeah, yeah. in case you're wondering. Uh, In any case, I am glad to have her here, and, and I think today is the day I get to meet him. Good. How am I handling this, though? I think I'm good. Like, Dave checked in with me a few times this weekend just to make sure that I was I was good and and reasonable and in a good headspace because this is a guy that's dating my daughter and, sure. and I've never met him. But sure. they've been dating for a while now. So are they coming to, as long as she's doing well, they're coming to your place. Yes. To He's going to meet you and your girlfriend as right. well, of course. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you are, what, hosting them for uh, a dinner? Or what is the plan for today as long as everyone's healthy and good? Dinner and spend a couple of nights at my place and then back to her mom's place for a couple of nights. Gotcha. And then, boom, we take her to the airport on the okay. weekend. Okay, very good. So I've never met this guy. And it is a little bit of a weird thing, as Dave and I discussed in Friday's pod. If you didn't hear it, go back and give it a listen. I, I wasn't quite sure mm-hmm. how I'd respond to that. I mean, this is a guy that's going to be sleeping in the same bedroom as my daughter. 
daughter. And you, oh, and you're going to allow that. You're not going to be one of those people that assumes that they haven't already had sex and be like, oh, I won't let you have sex in this house. I can't hear you. My head's buried yeah. in the sand. Right, 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 right. No, right. I mean, I, I think it's pretty obvious what's going on here. They're both adults. And yeah. I, I think I need to find a way to be okay with it. But it's remarkable how many people reached out over the long weekend to get an update and to say they would not be okay with it. Yeah, that does. But uh, that surprises me. I just say that really surprises me, um, especially at uh, what are they? Tw- 20, 20 ish? Uh, 19? 20? Closer to mid 20s than they are to early 20s. Okay, see. And I mean, like, yeah. What are we like? They're adults. They're adults. They are absolutely adults. And just to be clear, we treat adults like adults. I would think so. It amazes me how many people are like, not in my house. Like, first of all, I don't know how many people would actually want to have sex when they go back to their parents' house right. in their childhood bedroom. Maybe it's a thing for some people. Maybe it's not. My They're, home is very asexual. There's really not a lot going on in it. I don't. So. <laughs> I don't know how many people would even jump on that chance to jump on it. You know what I mean? At their parents' houses. You know, I, but the, so, so parents who do that, it's shock. It surprises me. It really does. Like you've got adult kids, let them sleep in the same bedroom. I understand some people potentially are religious and, and they do it for religious reasons. And I'll never understand that. Like, I'm just not in that boat. So I still don't get you. I still don't understand you, but it is your house, your rules. So that's fine. So for you, it's not a rule that they have to sleep separately. They're going to be sleeping in the same bed together. I'm going to let them choose. And if they decide, you know what? We'd like to sleep in separate rooms. Then I'll accommodate that. Because they could be weirded out by it. You, you never know. Absolutely. The whole goal here is, and, and first and foremost, I just want to see my daughter. I haven't seen her since Christmas because she lives mm-hmm. in the other end of the country. But I, I really want to see her and I really want it to go smoothly. And I sure. want uh, him to feel welcome and comfortable. And I will give him... Uh, Every credit and courtesy that I can until he proves that I shouldn't do that. Right. Otherwise, right. I'm good. That's good, though. That's the way you should go at it. Not, um, I'm going to put up a wall and ask a lot of questions and be mean until he proves he's he's nice. You yeah. go in assuming. And by the way, you raised your daughter right. Anybody who raises their child the right way, you know that they're they're going to be careful in the person that they pick to bring home with them on a trip, by the way, mm-hmm. for Thanksgiving. So you probably already know that your daughter knows how to make her own decisions, which she does, and probably picked a good person, which she likely has. So you got to give all the benefits of the doubt. All of them. And that's my plan. And, Be a responsible adult, Scott. And think about you at that age, by the way, and what it would have been no, like. I don't want to do think that. Ab- <laughs> no, okay, that too. But that's why I go back to, okay, parents, don't let them have uh, go in the same bed. They're just going to go home and whatever. But think about how you were at that age meeting meeting the parents of that person you were dating, right? Like that's also a very nerve wracking time. He's probably way more nervous to meet you than you're nervous to figure out who he is, you know? I, that's how I probably see it. So yeah, absolutely. Give a little space, see how much information you can get from him at the same time, but don't over don't overdo it, you know? And you'll you'll figure it out. I'm looking forward to it. Good. I think this Good. is going to be a You should. a worthwhile exercise in me uh behaving myself and and being nice <laughs> i i don't know i'm still nervous about it but dave and i did talk about it on the weekend and and i think i'm good to go i appreciate your advice too and here we are here we are meeting day yeah yeah you're nervous no. you're never nervous this no. is like the first time i've ever seen you seem actually like quite nervous well because there's so much on there's pressure on me here to to nail it 
to make sure that I do this right. And you only get one shot at a first impression. So I want to make sure I leave a good first impression and her to know that I support her fully and mm-hmm. I'm still watching out for her. But if, if she's good with this guy, then I should be okay with it too. Then I need to convince myself of that. Right. No, I'm kidding. I'm you, good. You never know too when you meet when you meet that person. Because I remember having this conversation with my dad after we had all kind of married our people, me and my brother and sister. And he kind of, the way that he always went at it whenever I brought, like if I brought someone else home, which really I only think I brought one other person to meet them before my husband, because I've been with him since I was 19, but I brought someone else home at the time. And my sister had previous and anytime he's just, he's just like, I just let it be what it is because you never know. Like, and, and young people break up all the time too. So I don't want to get too attached. You almost like put up this boundary where you're like, you want to get to know them. You want to do all those things, but also you have to realize in the back of your mind, maybe you're going to stick around and maybe not. But yeah, I mean, the fact that she's bringing him here must be serious. That's really, that's exciting for her. (laughs) Very exciting for her. Absolutely. Let's go back to earlier in this weekend. And we should let you know, coming up on this episode of After Nine, we're going to talk about a push to make this a little more common, to normalize it, if you will, a certain technique that would indicate to others that you are single and available. It's weird, guys. It's really weird. It involves fruit, and that is coming up. At the store. On this episode of After Nine. Uh, first off, let's relive the pain all over again. Unbelievable win here in Toronto. They need one more out. Lead 10-9. Tying run at first. Swing and a fly ball. Center field coming in. Julio, he makes the catch, and the ball game is over. The Mariners win the wild card series. They're going to Houston to take on the Astros in one of the most incredible, miraculous finishes and comebacks we have ever seen. The Mariners celebrate with a two-game sweep over the Blue Jays here in Toronto. Awful. One (laughs) of the most awful things I have ever seen in sports. And I'm trying to figure out what part of it bothers me the most because I read it. And I do get it as well. I'm also a Toronto sports fan, and I've had those ups and downs, namely with the Leafs. Let's be honest. It's usually the Leafs where it looks so good, and you start to wonder, is this our year? And you know you've got the best lineup on paper, and it's just a matter of whether or not they can get it done. And we have been let down many, many times. And sometimes it's anger. Other times, it's, well, you know, they tried their best, mm-hmm. and next year's a better year for them. It looks better then than now, and yada, yada, yada. I know. And I saw some people trying to do that on social media with the Jays. I don't buy it. I don't accept it. I, I'm seeing these people like uh, John Gibbons, former manager, put out a tweet. You know, it's hard to explain how things like that happen, but... And I'm picturing it in his Gibby voice. Hard to picture how things like that happen, but just remember all the great entertainment they gave you all summer. Not a fucking chance. Not a chance am I going to give even a little bit of sympathy to those multi-millionaire brats that had themselves fitted for rings before they even played the goddamn game. They thought this was a lock. They came in with so much attitude, Mm -hmm. it's shocking. That people are surprised about this. Well, nothing teaches you quicker, though, than having that loss. Like, I mean, they were embarrassed. Look at the look on their face, you know, first inning, second inning, and then go to the very end of the game. And that the swagger look, died quick, that right? That look on their face. You could hear a pin drop. And at the dome, that's next to impossible. And everyone was just disappointed. They're all watching the players, those multimillionaires you mentioned, sit, standing there, 
just their heads in their hands, some of them. Like, what just happened? And we were all at home or at the game wondering the same thing, yep. just so everybody's aware. Yeah, when it was 8-1, I was like, this is fabulous, you know, thinking everything everybody else was. I don't, the question comes about, um, if you want to get technical on it, when they pulled their pitcher out, should they have kept the pitcher in and kept that momentum going? Or did it make a lot of sense at the time and still sh- they should have no regrets of pulling him considering, well, we figure that we have more games to play. Yeah, for sure. The Jays, uh, they had to conserve their pitcher. They just had to. Yeah, okay. So there's there's nothing that they should have done better there. I don't think the manager needs to wear it. Now, you can look back in hindsight and say, well, maybe if we'd left him in, it would have been a better alternative than the bullpen. But when you're up 8-1 that late in the game, it's a pretty safe bet that you can give the ball to your relief pitchers and mm-hmm. let this guy rest because you're probably going to need him again later on in the playoffs. You have to look plan ahead, and that's why the playoffs are so special. Yeah, It's frustrating to me that some people want to use the manager as the outlet there. Uh, some people just want to blame the bull t- bullpen, and as cock-awful as they were, you can't blame the bullpen. It's a team sport. You win as a team, you lose as a team. And it doesn't matter what it was that caused the team to lose. They lost. They snatched defeat from the jaws of victory. They had it won. And then they had to sit there and watch Seattle dancing around like a bunch of assholes on our diamond. Yep. In our home ballpark. Yep. And you know what? You know what I honestly think? Blue Jays management should take every one of them and take it. Doesn't matter if you've got favorites. No, well, not Vladimir because he did well and and not uh, not this person or that person because they were great. No, 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 all of them should have to sit and watch that entire long, boring fucking baseball game from Saturday every day until spring training. And just remember how much it hurt and turn that into passion because what was missing this year was passion. We know they're great baseball players. We know that. And on paper, they've got one of the best lineups in baseball. The fact that they blew an 8-1 lead in an elimination game and appeared not to even care just stunned me. They deserve all the criticism they're going to get. Everyone in baseball is laughing about the collapse of the Mm -hmm. Blue Jays this year. And frankly, they deserve it. I almost wonder if they should blow it up. I mean, if you've got that much talent, that much talent, and that's the best you can do is swept in an elimination series for the wild card. Maybe we just got to get rid of them and say, hey, you're great and everything, but you just can't win. Maybe we got to do that. Maybe if it doesn't happen for the Leafs this year, they've got to look at doing something like that. We all love Marner, Matthews, and Nylander, but if they don't well, win a cup this year, maybe one of them's got to go. Know. I think it's too, I mean, it's too early to talk about that because I'm thinking, like you said, let them dwell and stew on this and they'll have no choice but to all through the winter months. And then they're going to get back at it in spring training, which is still technically the winter months, isn't it? They're going to get back at it in spring training and maybe they're going to come at it from a different angle, realizing all of this and having gone through all the jokes and people and then figure out whoever the champion is at the time and be like, wow, that could have been us. Maybe that would have been us had we not. And then maybe they'll come back with that passion that you mentioned. So I'm willing to give that team, that roster, another another try for sure. I will not spend another penny on the Blue Jays until I see some tangible results. You guys go ahead and have a fantastic April. Maybe even a great May as well. And then maybe you'll get me back. But until then, it just seems like these are just a, what I said at the beginning. Spoiled brat millionaires that thought they had the series won without even playing the game. It was just sort of an obligation that they had to play a couple against Seattle. Yeah, yeah, we'll sweep them, but we're really prepping for Texas. 
You can't get ahead of yourself like that. And this is exactly why. Some people were really angry, though. Mm-hmm. You see the videos, people smashing their TVs and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, I mean, some people are hardcore. That's, you know, whatever. Oh. Teach their own. I'll never be that upset at a team to break things. I don't understand that. Me either. I don't understand why you would take your TV that you worked hard to earn and basically whip it off your mm-hmm. balcony just because the baseball team that you like got swept you're, in the wild card. You're paying for that, by yeah. the way. Like, they're not taking the bill, so... Do you know Britney from The Bachelor? Uh, there's probably a bajillion Britneys. Is it Britney A, Britney T, Britney N? They're all named Britney. No, <laughs> you're right. Every other one you're is Britney, right. isn't it? I'm going to need a, a more descript, descriptor. <laughs> oh, way more descriptor. <laughs> Tell me she's a white chick. Is she white? She's a white yeah, girl named Britney. Okay. She was on The Bachelor. Yeah, Does that narrow it down? 500 in my mind right now. <laughs> uh, I'll find her last name. Apparently, she's got a podcast trying to stay in the media since okay. she uh, was on the show last And in her podcast, what she's trying to explain is that there's a code involving fruit that allows you to meet new people and and tell them that you're single. She says there's three things that you could be doing right now to send that sign into the grocery store universe Mm -hmm. that you are single. Number one, bananas. If you grab a bunch of bananas, I think we can all picture what a bunch of bananas looks like, right? If you set them in your cart so that they're tilted up, that's a sign that you're single. Okay, so like a U shape. Like, yeah. you know, the bananas are you. That's a sign you're single? Yep. If your but bananas are sitting upright, the way you would probably set them down, that's the same the way, way everyone will set them down. And that's the way they were sitting on the shelf when you picked them up. Yes. If you do that and just set them right in your cart, you're sending out the signal that you're single. Oh, that's horse shit. Everybody does that. That's how they naturally lay. I'm wondering how many people I've accidentally put that messaging out to. Everybody I don't want people did. to think that. Ugh. Everybody did. That's dumb. Okay, next one. If the bananas are turned down. Okay, yeah. Then you are not yeah. single and you don't want to be approached. Who's turning, the, who's turning the bananas down in the cart or taking the time to think about doing that? Like I get my going, I get my shit, I get, I get my very expensive shit and I get out. <laughs> Price of produce. We shouldn't be playing games Honestly, with it. Honestly, like what are we doing? So if your bananas are pointed up, you're single. If you buy a pineapple and turn the pineapple upside down in your cart, you're a swinger. And you're putting the message out there that, oh, if you too are a swinger, you can approach me and we will set up some sort oh. of a swinging good time. Okay, so the upside down pineapple is a thing. I, I've heard of this, but we've talked about this before, that the upside down pineapple is a thing. But it was more so, you know, uh, material uh, of sorts. So you're sh- wearing a shirt with an upside down pineapple or... Bumper sticker on your car. A bumper sticker on your car, etc. Great, fine. How do you put a pineapple upside down in your cart? It's got all that shit on the top of it. How does that work? Yeah, apparently you're supposed to you stand like it upside prop down. It, prop it between your upside down bananas? Like, what is happening here? Spend a lot of time trying to oh, thread the needle and get those God. those leaves through the cart grate. It's so stupid. Who's looking in other people's cart at the grocery store? Like, when I go in there, I'm going in there for something. It never occurred to me to take a look around and ask myself who might be single. And then confirm it by going up to their cart and just doing a little look around to see if they've got any vegetables or fruit upside down. <laughs> and what if you don't want a full-size pineapple? Like, what if you live by yourself? Because you are single, apparently, potentially. What if you don't want a full pineapple anyway? I, I don't think swingers are lonely as often as you might think. I, I think that they can often attract other people that might also enjoy pineapple. Sure. So upside down pineapple is you're a swinger. 
Bananas upright so m- means you're single. If you have a peach, oh, come a on. single solitary peach, you are, let me see if I can get the right wording here. And by the way, her name is Brittany Hockley. Do you remember Brittany, Brittany H. Hawk? Brittany H. It's, it's Brittany H. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, if you're looking for a relationship, not just a hookup, you actually want someone to spend the rest of your days with a single peach in your cart. You ever pass somebody with a single peach in their cart? Again, I don't look in people's carts. <laughs> like, fuck. Like, and by the have you ever had a single peach in your I cart? I don't think I've ever bought one single peach. But I guess that's what sets you apart from others. Why don't you just, what's happened to, look, I'm going to be that person. What happened to just conversation? People don't do that anymore. People don't do it. Like, hang out by the pineapples, if that's your thing, and wait for someone to pick it up. And then you can be like, hey, you're going to set that down upside down? Or like, what? Like, you know, just talk to people, I suppose. Like, I don't, I don't understand why we got to go through the games and the motions of don't fuck with fruit either. Like, don't do that. We talked about this last week on the pod. And I said, and I wasn't trying to be arrogant. If, if you took it that way, I apologize, but I said, and I stand by it, I have no problem meeting women, and I'm nothing special. I just don't have a problem talking to them, and I find that women, when you're interested in them, like to hear that sort of thing. I will actually go up to a woman and make conversation, and if I'm interested in her, say, hey, you seem like a great person. Why don't we go out sometime? And it works. Yeah. But people don't do that anymore. You didn't look it's, at their cart first? I didn't look at their shopping cart. I didn't creep their social media. I didn't go on Tinder or Plenty of Fish to find out if they've got a profile. Nothing. And you know what else? When you talk to them, you can cut through so much of the bullshit that bogs mm-hmm. you down online. Oh, You can go and chat with somebody for months on end only to find out they're in a relationship. Or you know what? Maybe they're fucking crazy. And you don't want to go out <laughs> with them. Maybe they are. You can find out a lot of these things in a simple five-minute conversation that, oh, there's full of red flags here. I'm not doing this. <laughs> She's fingering the cantaloupe. I don't think this is going to work out. Good to know. Glad I went to the grocery store. <laughs> I mean, seriously. I, I don't understand why we don't talk to each other anymore. It, it seems to have to be digital or text or something. Yeah. And your words but, are so good. Just use them. Exactly. And and even the, the, the signs that you mentioned that she claims are a thing, which I don't even believe it to be true. But okay. I let's think she's say, trying to make them a thing. That's a, Okay. So let's say we try to make them a thing. You still need conversation. Is the thing you still need conversation? So you walk up to someone and they've got a single peach, they got an upside down pineapple, and there's their bananas tell you they're ready to fuck. Okay, so all those signs sounds like a hooker. (laughs) This cart looks like you're in for a fucking. Is what this looks like. (laughs) So even when you see all of the imagery that you're supposed to see, you still have to use your words. Uh huh. You still have to be like, hey, hey, how are you? Upside down pineapple. Yeah, you still need to do that anyway. So. So why don't we just do that anyway? Like, Hello, man whore. <laughs> I see you've got a peach there. <laughs> hey there, horny little cocksucker. Why don't you come over here? Talk to me. Couldn't help but notice you've got your bananas pointing upwards. <laughs> what do you say we go for a coffee? See, I hate this shit because now there's going to be creepy men like targeting elderly ladies. that don't they don't know the difference. <laughs> I think that 80-year-old's DTF. Yeah, like... <laughs> Look at her bananas. Her bananas tell me so. <laughs> or she likes banana bread, you asshole. Or that. What, yeah. Like, fuck. No, like, maybe her grandkids <laughs> really like bananas. Uh, it, it's possible.
Maybe when she takes out her dentures, bananas are easier to eat. Like, let's just consider that, that maybe she's not looking for a hookup. And you could find that out if you actually talked to grandma. Uh, there's no eggplants involved here, though, eh? No like eggplants. Like the most obvious one, like peach, that made sense. Pineapples, we've heard of upside down before. Bananas, okay, huh, they're, they're, they're dicks, but they're not. Uh, but no eggplant, huh? No, nothing on the eggplant. But in all fairness, though, the emoji eggplant looks much more like a penis than an actual you're eggplant. You're right, you're right. And I know that because I just made some eggplant this weekend. <laughs> it's <go>. delicious. <laughs> um, just still on relationships here for a second. We hear stories way, way, way too often about people who have been scammed by people they met online. Right. And usually they'll get into a relationship online and one person will give the whole, well, you know, the only thing standing in the way of you and I is is distance, and I can't afford to move mm-hmm. there. But if you send me money, I can come. Or, oh, I'd love to come see you, but my car's broken and I need cash. There's all kinds of different scams that people are doing, relationship scams, to try and get money out of unsuspecting people. And they think they're in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Whether they are or not is up for debate, but they think... They're in love with this person, and if my girlfriend asked me for money, of course I'd give her money. I wouldn't even think twice about it. It's a similar thing. Okay. When you hear the scams that some people fell for, though, Ugh. do you ever think you kind of deserve that? Absolute- That's ridiculous. Absolutely I do. Absolutely. I will judge those people. This one's making the rounds. She lives in Japan. He lives in Russia. He's claiming he needs money from her. And she did send it, by the way. It was like over 4 million yen. It worked out to like $30,000 American. Oh, no. 30K. Like, I do feel bad. But okay, what happened here? She sent that money because the Russian man that she was dating online had told her that he was staying at the International Space Station. And the only way <laughs> like he up could, in the up in the sky here, the, yeah, up in the up in like the, the, up in the international in space? space station, okay, gotcha. located in space oh, right now. Okay, she was convinced that he actually was a Russian cosmonaut, mm. and and he did want to see her. But the only way to do it was he needed money for rocket stuff. <laughs> you know, he's not going to bore her with the details of what rocket stuff. <laughs> But I think he just probably just had a gas, right? You know, nah. send me a couple bucks for gas. I'll swing by the moon and fill up. And then I'm going to be right down there landing in Japan at your house. NASA's not funding our trip back. So we're either going to die up here or give me $30,000 for rocket stuff. And what? I'll build my own or gas, I suppose. But when you hear that, oh, like no. she's she's taking this request and, and he says, yeah, I'd love to come see you. But I'm here on the space station and I need 30 grand to, to get down there and see Who you. Who thinks of this? And she thinks, oh, that's really reasonable. Yeah. 30 grand. <laughs> oh, that's that's cheaper than I thought. OK, yeah, yeah. Just you want me to e-transfer it or Venmo. How, how do you want me to get you that 30 grand? No problem. You get your rocket stuff and I'll get dinner started and we'll see you around five. Is that really what she thought <laughs> was going to happen here? Rocket stuff. Did this guy even know any of the proper terminology no. at all? He doesn't like, seem to have taken rocket many... Rocket stuff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at most, he's watched a few space movies. You know, I need to. I need some fuel for my Millennium Falcon, and then I'll just come and land in your yard with my big rocket. And, you know, once it cools off and I can touch the door, then I'm going to come in and we're going to have a good time. Oh, this poor son of a... I mean, I d- okay, I, I, I do have trouble feeling bad for her. Like, you can't even do a Google search as to who's on the International Space Station because I'm pretty sure that's, like, public knowledge and public domain. You can go and watch the live stream at any time. (laughs) And you didn't think to maybe do that? 
Apparently not. Like, no. Like, hey, let's just, even if they're, even if for some reason you needed rocket cost money, you would still look that up, wouldn't you? God, people are so fucking dumb. Well, see, and this is good. I'm, I'm really glad you uh. said that because I think we've lost sight of something here. We all have a ton of excuses at the ready now. Like, oh, they were they were being victimized because uh, she was in love and and she was her emotions got in the way. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's one way to look at it. Or we should just accept the fact that some people here on God's green earth are fucking dumb. They're suckers, man. There's really dumb people out yeah. there that might actually believe that you can just walk off the space station and go to Japan. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> You know what did he say? You know what? I can't come over today because right now we're over Russia. But once we spin around one more time, I can just drop straight there into your backyard. Easy. I'll time it right. Like, how dumb are you? Yes. Why do you think that that's a thing? That's the thing is, and I'm glad you mentioned that because there's a lot of excuses, right? There's, there's, oh, but her heart's broken. Oh, but Russian, Russia wasn't her f- first language, okay? No. Some people are just stupid. And some people who have money are stupid. And that's how sometimes it happens. They're smart scams. Don't come at us with your DMs. I understand there's some scams out there that are going, that are not personal like that, that are just like, I entered my name in this thing and I thought it was a thing and then ah, it sucks. Nah, my credit card stolen or shit happens. But this, this was just stupid. You're a dummy. You're just dumb. You're just a dumb dumb. I There's heard, nothing else. I haven't heard dummy in a long time. That's amazing <laughs> that that came out of my mouth. I Dummy. You I are, forgot about that. But that describes this person perfectly. I don't feel bad for dummies. I don't. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You're out and about. You want to get something to eat. You don't have time to get home and you don't want to go to the grocery store because of the confusing protocol on fruits and vegetables. Mm. So (laughs) you decide to roll through the drive-thru. They use mystery shoppers at locations all across America to try and figure out which fast food chains are doing well and which ones are doing worse. So we learned a couple of things in the annual report on fast food. And again, this is American, but I feel like there's a lot of Canadian parallels Sim- here. Similarities here? Yeah, okay. we, we could definitely treat this as our own, except for some of these chains are not available here, which right. makes me ask the question, why the fuck don't we have a Carl's Jr. in Canada? It drives me nuts. Oh, no, we don't have a lot of that. We don't have a lot of what they have. They've got so much selection. It's crazy. They say in the last year... The speed of the drive-through has improved by ten seconds all overall on average. Oh, do we believe that here? No, that's not true. I feel like I've waited so long for coffee; it's ridiculous. Well, here's the thing: even though it's gone 
10 seconds better in the last year compared to pre-pandemic, it's double the amount of time. On average, we spend six minutes from the time we pull up to the speaker until the time you drive away eating your food. Six minutes Hmm. really begs the question, is it fast food? Because it doesn't seem very fast. And that's, by the way, I think that's generous. Six minutes is generous. It depends, right? Like it depends it, on where you, where it is, absolutely. It, Sometimes you're waiting before you even order, too. So the six minutes could be six minutes, but you waited six minutes previous to just get to the window to order. It's true. So they ranked the restaurants on speed and the accuracy of their order. Let's go down the list here. 85% is the accuracy of fast food restaurants overall. 85% of the time, okay. your order is going to be exactly what you ordered. About 15% of the time, there's going to be an error. And that could be a simple thing like, oh, I asked for nuggets and they weren't in the bag. Or I asked for a large fry and they gave me a small. Ketchup on the side. So, yeah, for sure. All those little things, I suppose. I, I asked for Sprite and this is soda water. Stupid <laughs> shit like that. Well, anyway. Idiots. 85. You're so fucking you dummy. dummy. <laughs> 85% of the time, it's accurate. And the... Most accurate restaurant is Arby's. Arby's? Arby's. Is that because not a lot of people go there? Yeah, like, like when there's three a- customers all day, it's <laughs> not hard to get it right. It's easy to have a good record when you're like, oh, someone's pulling up. Someone's pulling up. Oh, no, wait. They're going to the bank next door. Never mind. <laughs> oh, someone's here. Get the meat ready. Here comes somebody that hates their intestines. No, this, this all per- right. This person actually is ordering, guys. Get the horsey sauce ready. <laughs> <laughs> Their sauce is legit, though. I mean, they have a great deal. I don't know if they have it here, but in the States, the last time I was down there, I actually did get Arby's because it was a great deal. Oh, yeah? It was three roast beef sandwiches for $5. Look, they're, don't, they're not doing things like wrong. I don't know about cost, but I'll tell you, there's locations of Arby's that have been standing way longer than locations of other, some would guess, more popular fast food joints, and they're still standing for a reason. So I think it must be a repeat customer situation where if you love Arby's, you're going to Arby's and you're loyal to Arby's. Like That's a all lot? Because I, I don't know anyone that goes to Arby's. No. They're not in my circles. No. But I'm guessing the Arby's people are fucking Arby's people. Ever since they started launching that whole we have the meats campaign, it seems like carnivores are really into Arby's. Yeah. Like it's some sort of a cult type thing. Have you ever seen, if you Google the videos, you can see how the meat comes to them. Oh no, I've never seen this. I don't want to see this, right? I'd love, I I know. Arby's, we have the meats and hey, we've got our, we're famous for our roast beef and cheddar sandwiches. Well, the cheddar is just melted cheese. It's, sure. It, is it, it cheese too? I, I mean, because it, it's questionable. The, yeah. And their beef it's not like they cooked a roast for 12 hours and then <laughs> slowly shaved roast beef okay. off like some restaurants would. No. This comes to them in little packets. And there's like a weird gelatin in it. To keep it moist. I think so. I think. (laughs) I don't even know if it's real beef. Like, is that a cow? You know how they test Subway sometimes? They did it with the chicken to find out if it's really chicken. And they figured out it's mainly like cardboard. (laughs) It's cardboard and tuna fish or something. (laughs) I wonder if anybody's ever tested the beef at Arby's. But anyway, it does taste good, though. So I'll give them credit. Arby's number one in accuracy. Okay. Like a point one ahead of McDonald's. Oh, good. You have to really fuck up 
to fuck up a drive through order at McDonald's. I've worked McHappy Day. There's somebody there putting everything right in front of you. Things get checked and double-checked before it goes in the bag just so that they don't have accuracy issues. I thought McDonald's would be batting near a 1,000 with they, order accuracy. They do it right, and you're right. Thanks to McHappy Days, we've had that behind-the-scenes stuff, and they don't let us near the food, just to be perfectly clear. We usually do, like, the cash register stuff, ordering stuff, things like that. But watching them work and even going to McDonald's and watching watch them work most places, as long as they're doing it right, the way that they're supposed to be. And the managers are always lingering around, which is good. I mean that in a good way. Like they're always just check. Did you double check that? They're on it. They're on that shit. Mm -hmm. So that doesn't surprise me, actually. Number three for accuracy was Burger King, followed by Carl's Jr. and Hardee's. Chick-fil-A was number one last year and dead last this year. Oh, here's the thing. This is what they're blaming. uh, Sorry, not McDonald's. uh, Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Going from first to last. They say it's because people love Chick-fil-A so much Mm -hmm. that it's created massive lineups. They need like double the amount of locations they currently have. I was just so in Kitchener, there's a Chick-fil-A. It's on fair. It's on uh, fairway road. And I was in that plaza. I think it was Friday, right around lunchtime. And I was like, I can't get in. There's a farm boy right there, right right next to it. I'm trying to get to the farm boy. And I'm going, what is happening here? I can't even get into this parking lot. What is going on? It was the Chick-fil-A drive-thru. Uh-huh. There was like 50 cars. At th- Look, I've never had Chick-fil-A. Which is crazy to me. But it's not that. It can't be that good. The people are willing to good. rate 50 cars long. Okay, maybe I'm over-exaggerating. Even 12 cars. No, there's nothing that'll make me wait 12 cars long. Not a thing. Right. But if you're out and your options are endless when you go out, you could eat anything you want. If you just want a nice, clean piece of chicken that tastes like chicken and a fairly decent sauce, you go to Chick-fil-A. If you really want a nice, clean chicken breast, you're not going to Burger King. You're not going to McDonald's. There's really only one place that you can get it like that unbreaded, just good, clean chicken. I fully believe you because there's no way that lineup would have been that ridiculous if it wasn't good quality stuff. And they dip it in cocaine. (laughs) Yes, there it is. I knew it. (laughs) I knew it. I'm kidding. The cocaine is in the sauce. Yeah. The most often wrong thing in a drive-thru was the drink. So when it's 85% accuracy, 15% of the time there's an error with the order, it's almost always the drink. They usually don't, oh, I ordered a Whopper and you gave me a cheeseburger instead. That happens very seldom. It's usually the drink. Okay. Let's go to speed, though. The fastest one of them all. KFC. The fastest drive-thru. You know what's weird, though, is I've been to uh, Taco Bell was number two. There's still a couple of KFC Taco Bell drive through combos, mm-hmm. and I find it really depends what the person's ordering that determines how fast that line's going to go. It's a weird thing to me that you can go through one drive through and get, I don't know, a 10-pack of tacos and a bucket of chicken. It's coming from two different places, so that really slows things down. But on the aggregate, KFC is the fastest, followed by Taco Bell, followed by Hardee's, they have really sloppy, gross what burgers, but they're delicious. Okay. It's another burger chain in the okay. States. It's okay. It, like I said, it, you feel like an asshole when you're eating uh, it. Okay. As there's grease rolls down your chin, you think, why am I doing this to myself? But it's good, so you finish it. Oh, I hate how they do that. <laughs> Duncan came in fifth. Okay. Now, if we did this in Canada, 
Yes. Do you think Tim Hortons would come in top five for speed? No, I, I don't. I, I don't think so. Two, three years ago, they might have. Yeah. But not recently. There's too much going on at Tim's. Can we agree on that? We can. And there's, there's ones that you're willing to wait for, right? And I think about Starbucks. I think about Starbucks if you're going to compare it. And I know it's not the exact same place. But I know if I'm going to a Starbucks drive-thru, it might take longer. But... We're talking about modified drinks and all these fancy specialties. Tim Hortons, pretty much, it's like the menu is what you get. And that's it. But then they started expanding their menu. And this is where we have these issues, Scott. Because then next thing you know, they're doing like a chicken parmesan at Tim Hortons. You're like, what the (laughs) fuck is this? Who's getting a chicken parmesan wrap? Like, what is that? Stick to the basics and we'll be able to move along fast. But no, you got to have like chicken pot pie chili or some shit and a side as wedges and all this other stuff. And I'm thinking like, I don't, if I worked there, it would frustrate me. So I I don't even necessarily blame them because there's so many items on their menu. Now they've expanded so much. I just feel like the drive-thrus should be for the basics. Like we got to, we got to put a stop to it at a certain point. Drive-through. These are the items you're allowed. Almost like when you go to like the gas station, Tim Hortons, you know what I mean? There's a small menu. You get what's on the menu and that's it. They're not making you a fucking grilled cheese, provolone sandwich and shit like that. It is what it is. You get muffins, maybe bagels, very basic sandwiches, whatever it is. None of the deep fried stuff. None of that. Let's leave that out because then that would move the stuff along faster. And if you want that other stuff, go inside and have a gourmet grilled cheese sandwich. Or... Because I hear what you're saying, and I've heard the argument for they should really restrict what you can and can't get at a drive through window, particularly at the places like Tim's, where you just want a coffee. I've thought for a while McDonald's should open up a McCafe. Fuck McDonald's, just a McCafe where I can roll through and get a coffee and a muffin. Stand or a coffee and a mini donut. Let's do that. It could be a small little building. You don't have to take up much real estate. Yes. When they close down all the spirit Halloweens at the end of the month, they should really look at that for McDonald's. It's too much room. It's too much room. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I've heard people suggest that, that nope, strict limit. If you're coming to the Tim's drive through you can get a coffee, a donut, or this or that, and that's it. And some people like to creep in their own agenda. Like, sure. oh, well, you should at least be able to get a bagel and cream cheese. Nope. Nope. The, the only way this works is if it's quick grab only. Nothing mm-hmm. that needs to be cooked. If they can grab a donut out of that display case with all the flies in it and pour you a coffee and hand it to you boom you're on your way you're good great the reverse of that argument though is because so many people are going and getting themselves gourmet sandwiches and a a bowl of chili and all the other stuff that they've added to the menu at tim's over the years maybe it would be appropriate to finally switch it around and just say if you want a coffee you got to go inside that is so. If you want no, a, if we're you the want, easy ones. The coffee people are the easy people. If you want quick service, the quick service is inside. Now the trade-off is you got to get out of your car, but you'll probably be oh, in and out in no, two minutes. That is the opposite. There's tables in there. That's that's where you're supposed to eat your sandwich, not behind the wheel. Sit Nobody down and have eats your sandwich. Out of Tim Hortons. All the old people do. That's about it. I understand, but. No, no, that the point of the drive-thru is supposed to be quick convenience. It's coffee. It's easy. Maybe it's muffin. Maybe it's donut. Maybe it's whatever's, like you said, in the display case, fine. But otherwise, no. Let's move this along. I just want a damn coffee. I don't have to want to wait for your 15 sandwich combos ahead of me. Maybe there should be a separate pickup window. Just a window? Yeah. So everybody goes through the... I'm trying to change the the drive-through in my head here. They're not going to listen to any of our suggestions, but yeah, let's carry on here. But what about this? Is because apparently nobody wants to get out of their car. 
you know you're being an asshole and holding up everybody behind you if you roll up and order four sandwiches and three different coffees and donuts and give me a couple smile cookies for the office and all that shit. You're holding everybody up. So what if we all go through the same line, we all order the same way, first window is where you pay, and if you had something quick, that's where you get your coffee. That's where you get your donut. That's where you're on the road in two minutes. And then you have to get an exit path. There has to be an exit path there so you can get out. Exactly. Now, if you were the asshole who carried on with three sandwiches and blah, 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 you pull up. And if your order's ready, boom, they'll hand it to you and you're on your way. If it's not ready, you pull into one of those eight spaces and wait for somebody to bring it out like they do at McDonald's. Should Would that work? Like, no, I don't, I don't know. Like to me, I'd, I think I'd rather see a hut. Give me a coffee hut. So there's two a lanes. Hut. Yeah, so a there's, two lane so there's, hut. So there's no, no, one lane's the hut. So there's two lanes, much like there is with the double drive-throughs currently, right? So you know how there's two ordering windows at a lot of the very popular uh, high traffic Tim Hortons. There's currently and McDonald's. There's currently two different places to order, right? And you're side by side. Yeah. One veers off to the coffee hut. The other one stays in line for the food. There's just a hut. It's a small building which is heated or cooled for one employee that works in there that pours coffee, and the employee just gives you coffee. Their job is coffee. You go in the line for coffee. Mm. That's it. You go to the right side for coffee. You're staying in line if you want food. Make up your mind. Make your choice. Done. I like a coffee hut. Well, look at that. You solved a problem today. Like a tiny home, right? Build a little tiny home. That's where we get our coffee. You want like a bunkie at Tim's in the parking lot? A tiny home. Yes. (laughs) Big enough for one person and a coffee maker. One person, coffee maker, all the supplies they need in there. That's perfect. What do you think's going on with Kanye West? Oh. He's lost his fucking mind, right? He's, uh, I or mean, is he just doing this for attention and he's low-key brilliant by acting like I he's know. crazy? I'm done calling this guy a genius, Scott. I'm done. Call- when you're making anti-Semitic, basically like teasing anti-Semitic remarks are coming. Guys, just you wait to see what I say about Jews. But uh, but all black people are Jews. Whatever he said, I'm, I'm, that's all verbatim, by the way. You can read them if you want to. He's not worth my time. I stopped talking about Kanye a long time ago because you know what? He's not worth it. I don't know. Yes, I do believe he has some mental health issues. Yes, I also believe that he's one of the dummies that we spoke of earlier. I think it's a little bit of both. Um, I don't think he's worth the time. I really don't. It's weird to me because we just went through that in the last year, seeing Britney finally come off of her conservatorship and then explain why it was such hell being under a conservatorship. And I think to myself, if they took someone like Britney Spears and put her through that, how the hell does Kanye West not have a conservatorship? We're talking about a guy who owns a lot of businesses, has got millions upon millions of dollars in money. He could make more on demand if he wanted to. Why is he allowed to just run around being crazy? It's not about being allowed to. It's that there's a huge difference there and that Britney had family that decided to put her into a conservatorship. There's no no people around Kanye. They're all yes people. If you're hanging around Kanye West, yeah, genius. That's who he surrounds himself with. Uh, you're a genius. You're smart. What you say is accurate. Yes, I'll wear that hat. Yes, I'll do this. Yes, I'll wear this shirt. Yes, 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 sir. And they suck up to him. Everybody around him, from what I can tell, will do that. And nobody is willing to be like, this is what you should do. And even then, when you're an adult, like I'm, I'm not sure how that works. How could you force someone to be in one? I, I'm not sure. Tom Cruise is in the news. He's actually going to go to space and make a movie. Yeah, so I feel like it was four or five years ago that he initially said 
there's a goal because someone asked, okay, what's your four, five year to 10 year plan for, for movies? Yes, I'm still going to be an action star. Yes, I still want to do that. And that made Tom Cruise fans very happy. That's at the time that we learned Top Gun was going to be a thing. That's also when he announced that not one, but two Mission Impossible movies would, were still to come. So fans of Tom Cruise were very happy. And that's when he also mentioned, I'd like to do something different that no one else has done. I want to shoot a movie in space. And I don't know if people laughed it off or thought, yeah, if anyone could do it, he can. But here we are, because a few years later, Universal is actually working towards getting Tom Cruise up to the International Space Station. Where, the, you know, that woman from Japan, she's dating that guy. That's oh, yeah. Kind of, yeah, yeah, that, where they are. Tom Cruise is going up there. Maybe she can take the 30 grand. Maybe Tom Cruise can. Maybe you could date Tom Cruise up there. I'm not sure. But yeah, he's going to be filming up there. And with that, he's he's probably going to become the first civilian to be doing spacewalking outside of the International Space Station. And maybe you're wondering, what is this movie about? Great question. We don't even know plot details, but it will be one of these Tom Cruise saves the day. It's like Bruce Willis to Armageddon is going to be Tom Cruise to the space movie. How does Tom Cruise keep getting to do this shit that regular people can't do? I can't phone NASA and say, I've got an idea for a movie. And even though... You've got people there that have had a lifetime of training and practice for going to space every day, and 99% of them never even will. I want the privilege to go up to the space station, mm -hmm. and I want to do a spacewalk, and I want to make a movie that'll make me millions of dollars. I can't do that, but Tom Cruise apparently can. Mm -hmm. He got the Navy to let him fly fighter jets that are each worth like half a billion dollars. He was flying around like you would go driving a car on a track. Yeah. And they just let him do it. Well, in, in all fairness, he does the training and he puts in the work for it, right? I mean, that he, it's not like, hey, yeah, here's the keys to this jet. Here you go. No, he did the training. He did the work. Apparently, he's already been training to do the zero. He's already been doing zero gravity stuff to train for this. Years before he's even, because I'm assuming they're not going to film anything for at least a year, minimum two years, because he's in the middle of all the other Mission Impossible stuff right now. So, so this is not a Mission Impossible? This is a standalone no, space movie? this is a standalone movie. From what we know, this is a standalone movie. This is not for Mission Impossible. Wow. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, hey, good on Tom Cruise. He's getting experiences that regular yeah. people will never in their lifetime get. And he's one of those people who seldom, because I, I mentioned it's universal, by the way. He is usually buddy-buddy with Paramount. That's his go-to is Paramount. And now it's, I don't know if it's like separate entities in this movie. I don't know what it's about, but something about Tom Cruise to answer your question, why him? Yes, he puts in the work, but also he builds relationships everywhere to the point where everyone respects him. Huh? It's weird. And when you know his background and you know, Scientology stuff aside, you know, because some people like to sweep that under the rug a little bit, whatever it is he's doing, he makes relationships, good relationships with people. His personal life's a bit of a gong show. But my God, his working relationship seems to be just solid with everybody. And on that, we will say thanks for listening to this episode of After 9, guys. We told you we have some big news this week, and we do. It'll probably come down towards the end of the week is when we'll be allowed mm -hmm. to tell you what we're working on. But it's uh, it's pretty exciting. It is very exciting. Sure. Just keep downloading all week long. Have yourselves a great week. Enjoy this warm weather today because it's going to be shit <laughs> towards the end of the After week. After today, you're right. Enjoy. Bye. McDonald's has been running out of boxes for toys for their new adult Happy Meals, and employees are begging customers to stop ordering them. <laughs> and that was before Biden legalized weed. That was amazing. A new skyscraper is being designed in San Francisco featuring a clear glass cube on top that will appear to be floating and then a week later appear to be covered in dead birds. <laughs> right, it's
said that due to shoplifting, they're considering locking up literally every item at their New York City stores. So it'll feel less like shopping and more like going to a deodorant museum. You're like, oh. The Empire State Building lit up blue and white to celebrate Aaron Judge hitting his record 62nd home run of the season. While over in Queens, a porta potty was set on fire in honor of the Mets blowing the division. The After 9 podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at Remax Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy.